Medical Monday is proudly brought to you with the compliments of Discam. Pharmacists to care. And good morning to you. It is five minutes past ten. And uh, my name is Kathy Kayla. I'll be your host for the next hour on this Discam Medical Monday. I do apologize that uh, we ran a little bit late with, uh, with Benji this morning. Naughty Benji. But, uh, yeah, you're now with me. We're going to be talking health every week in this, uh, in this hour between 10 and 11 on a Monday. We talk health and we talk with the top experts in their fields. Uh, something that is becoming more and more prevalent is uh, food allergies. And uh, I thought that this morning that's what we should talk about. So uh, joining me is William Smuts. He is a, he's a holistic health coach. And uh, we're going to be talking about food allergies. Now, uh, just a little bit of background about food allergies. A food allergy is a medical condition in which exposure to a food triggers a harmful immune response. And the immune response, which is obviously called an allergic reaction, occurs because our immune system attacks proteins in the food that are normally harmless. Uh, More than 170 foods have been reported to cause allergic reactions. Um, Yeah. Our expert was actually telling me even caffeine. Mm-hmm, true story. We're going to be talking about all different kinds of allergies, but 170 different foods and uh, eight major food allergens, milk, egg, peanuts, tree nuts, wheat, soy, fish, and crustacean shellfish are responsible for most of the serious food allergy reactions in the United States. Well, I imagine that it would be global. Because yeah. United States is, uh, even though we don't have specifically South African uh, stats, I imagine that that is, you know, it's just a focus group of what's happening globally. Um, and allergy to sesame is an emerging cos- concern. Yeah, I know somebody who's uh, who's so allergic to sesame that even, um, you know, being prepared in the same kitchen is uh, is a problem that she can go into anaphylactic shock. Anyhow. So, right throughout, I will be giving you interesting facts about allergies, food allergies. But uh, let me welcome our holistic health coach to talk about food allergies, Willem Smuts. Hello and welcome. Morning, Cathy. Thank you. Thanks for the privilege to be here. It's great. Why do you think uh, food allergies are becoming more and more prevalent? Or is it just our imagination? Is it just diagnosis? Maybe social media? More people are aware of it. There seems to have been a a new wave of children that's been born that are more sensitive than ever before the millennials, those that's born after 2000. And I think there's a message in it, but uh, maybe we get to the philosophy slightly later. But uh, yes, what I'm seeing is that there are more people um, testing for allergies to gluten. Um, Say like 20 years, 15 years ago, people tested um, allergic to wheat and say to sugar sometimes, uh, sensitivity. when I was growing up, peanut allergies were very, very rare. Now... I mean, so we've much. got most of our Jewish day, day schools have actually banned peanut butter. Yes, yes, and it's, it's banned in Canada and in Britain in, in public schools. Yeah, yes, yeah, so that that is, that is happening. So yes, why is that happening? Um, it seems possibly our immune systems. The homeopaths believe that um, every gener- generation that's being born, immune system is um, weakening because of our exposure to chemicals and toxins and that whole general picture. So there's a whole uh, knock-on effect 
from generation to generation. Also, you know, the, 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 the highly debated the, the vaccinations seem to also have that effect of being able to 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 weaken the immune system actually so but leave let's leave that one um so it seems um people t- the, the children that are being born now are are being are tested testing more and more allergic to monoculture foods so the mass produced foods the mass produced wheat the mass produced all all those things but one of the major factors from a study that was done uh in in germany that what 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 came up was that it's the pesticides in those products that are aggravating the allergies so because of the high pesticide load in the wheat and in all the other gluten products um there seems to be a, a higher reaction Has to it, these haven't uh, pesticides always been part of our wheat no they've escalated uh yeah exponentially really yes but also you get it in different areas of the world um our regulations in south africa are way less strict than in europe right. so one can find that here in south africa you can't eat gluten you go travel in europe and your tolerance is way better one of the reasons may be because of the stricter pesticide regulations. Gosh, well, that seems to be something to to look at. Yes, definitely. All right. Talk to me about pesticides in, in wheat that you're saying is, is linked to yes. allergies. Yes, there's a new practice that has started with uh, in the harvesting of wheat. The day before wheat is harvested, uh, the general practice is to spray it with uh, Roundup, which has glyphosate in it. Roundup, Roundup that you can buy at your local yeah. uh, you know, supermarket. Yes, but that's uh, the most widely used. For weeds and... Yes, the yes, that's a, the general one used, or they may, may use another pesticide. But that pesticide, um, actually, it's not really allowed to do that. But somehow that uh, they've been able to, to bypass uh, that uh, the restriction to only use it at the beginning of the growth cycle so that it could dissipate, you know. But now um, it's, it's used the day before harvesting. It's harvested, and then it goes straight to the mill, and the, the wheat is, is, is mulled straight away. Uh, oh, do you mean that they don't wash the wheat before no. it's mulled? No, not as yeah. I'm I'm not uh, as far as I know. It just goes straight straight into the process. So we are eating those pesticides. Yes, we're eating. There's there's a strong chance that we we eating those pesticides. Well, it's 15 years ago that wasn't happening because they give the wheat 90 days to uh, first lie and 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 um, go through its process. So, in order to extend the life cycle of the wheat and to keep the flour fresh for longer. Is that what you're saying? No, it's like just, just it's, I think it's all, uh, we probably need an agriculture expert to come in to, to, come, to come tell you wh- why that has happened, why the practice has changed from where they used to have big flour mills and keep the, the flour there. Right, uh, big silos. Silos. That's not really happened. That's not really, it just goes straight from wheat into, into flour. But... Um, in that process, what used to happen when the wheat used to be able to lie for 90 days, then the gluten uh, factor uh, reduced. The gluten content um, reduced because uh, there was a protein reaction in the wheat. Now that isn't happening. So now the gluten content of wheat is higher. The other factor is that the, the bakers actually requested the gluten content of wheat to go higher because it makes the, it easier to work with the wheat. It makes it more malleable. So 
the gluten content of wheat and other other um, grains like rye um, has gone higher than it was 20 years ago. And that's another f- reason why we're reacting in a bigger way than before. Because the gluten content is so much higher. And so the chance of reacting is so much higher. Well, bigger. now everybody, every second person that you meet is gluten intolerant. Yes, yes. no, that's, that's the standard thing. And luckily, I, I'm also, I was also gluten intolerant and it took me years to, you know, to, to come off it, um, gluten and lactose. And then, but luckily, lately now we find the banting breads. You know, the breads that are made f- uh, uh, gl- gluten and grain free. So right. the almond flour and flaxseed flour and uh, sunflower seeds. Which has got its coconut. own challenges as well. Yeah, it's got different, yeah, you may have a nut allergy or something like that. Yeah. But at least one can go grain-free or you can go gluten-free more easily uh, with the banting breads that have come on the market. Yeah. So, so that, interesting. That, yes. Um, you know, let's let's move a little bit off sure. gluten. Look, if you've got any questions, then uh, please send them through the the numbers to get in touch with us 34519 that's the text line uh, those texts are charged at 1 Rand 50 that's your SMS uh, alternatively you can WhatsApp on 0621482374 this is the Discam Medical Monday my name is Kathy Kayla my guest is Willem Smuts he is a holistic health coach and uh, we're talking about food allergies no just uh, just a quick poll you know do you or anybody in your family have a food allergy? And that would include gluten, soya, eggs, um, as well as the the more severe ones, you know, the peanut butter allergies or the shellfish or whatever it is. Let us know. 34519. We'd absolutely love to hear from you. And, uh, yeah, do that and before the end of the year. This program, I'll be able to ask Willem your question. Medical Monday is proudly brought to you with the compliments of Discam, pharmacists to care. My name is Kathy Kayla. Thank you so much for joining me on this Discam Medical Monday program. My guest is Willem Smuts. He is a holistic health coach. We're talking food allergies. Uh, if you've just joined us, what he was saying is that uh, one of the ways that allergies has been linked to wheat and why it seems to be on the increase is that just before wheat is harvested, there is this pre-harvest um, spraying of pesticides. And it's absolutely unbelievable. It's it's called glyphosate. Uh, is that how I say That's it? That's correct. Yeah. Glyphosate. Um, it's, its commercial name is Roundup. It's produced by uh, Monsanto. They use uh, genetically modified... You know, if you look at also with corn, perhaps, um, I think that I think that it's um, France, Denmark, and Israel. I think maybe not Israel, but they have actually banned the the GMO um, corn. Yes, you're not allowed to plant it there anymore. Yes, and Russia and India is also moving. Oh, really? Yeah. Because what what uh, <coughs> what they do is that they actually take um, a resistant strain. Of sometimes it can come from another species of plant, sometimes it can come from a species of animal, and they take that genetic material and they put it into the corn so that that corn becomes resistant to army worms or whatever it is that you know these these pests, which of course is great in terms of food security because obviously there's there's more abundant food your uh, you know your your crops instead of yielding one or two millis off a stalk, you're now getting 
I don't know, five or ten millis off a stalk, um, which is great. And not only that, but the pests aren't eating it. But that genetically modified DNA is what you and I are ingesting. So if there is a pesticide, it's going to have an impact on us. Has enough research been done in this, Willem? I don't think there's, there's enough research. But it's also, you know, it's a whole top corporation money interest thing that, that brushes aside. The int- also the research that comes its way. So it's, it's a whole massive global, global problem. Um, but then it's, it's, it's like the, the countries that you've mentioned that are brave enough to say, hey, this can't happen. Yeah. But then they get backlashes against them. And that. So it's, it's not, it's not an easy road doing yeah. that. I've spoken to some, to some farmers who have said, you know, if your neighbor is using it, there's enormous amount of pressure for you to also comply and also move over to GMO because, you know, the, the pollination and, uh, I don't know, he gave, me, he gave me a whole list of reasons, mm-hmm. but he said that, you know, there's a lot of pressure. So if you've got a farm and you're in the middle of two farmers who are using genetically modified foods or they're using these pesticides, it becomes hugely problematic and there's a lot of pressure for you to change over and all of a sudden they've got all these yields and you're not getting those yields. You know, organic farming has also got challenges. It's not enough to plant lavender and nasturtiums around your your pumpkins when you do it on that kind of <laughs> yeah, that's scale. Yeah, the pollen is airborne, right. and it infects, and then the the, the very uh, um, problematic situation is if that if your if GMO pollen fly, flies through there, comes on your land, and there's GMO crops that come up, they belong to Monsanto they don't belong to you and they can come claim it we should get back to allergies <laughs> let's get so back to, to allergies so also to say yes the, the, the GMO um, high GMO contact and 80% of South African um, corn um, ha- is GMO so that GMO corn is also heightening the al- allergic reactions because it's foreign to us it's new so our systems don't know what to do with it and it is for many people, if they already have allergies, it heightens their allergic load. Then the p- immune system says, this is foreign, I need to fight it. I would just wish that they would label GMO. Yes. Um, I think one of the only companies that does it is Woolworths. And when I asked Woolworths for their list of uh, GMO foods or their list of organic foods, um, some of their organic foods are GMO because if you're getting... For example, yogurt, right? The Woolworths is very, very thorough in in they can trace back to what milk, mm-hmm. wh- which cow, <laughs> certain um, you know certain yogurts came from. They're, like that's how specific they are. And uh, if that cow has been fed uh, genetically modified food, the, and the milk is being used in that yogurt, they will actually label it. That it is on the on the list of GMO foods. Yeah, great. That's the way it should be. Yeah, because yeah, we should have a choice in these things. Absolutely. All right. Let's talk about some other some other um, food allergies. All right. Why is soya becoming a problem? Is soya good for us, or is it not good for us? Um, first of all, yes. The way soy is used in the east is it's fermented. 
now we in the west have just gone straight away and we we just use it straight away like it is and that it's it's uh, it's got a lot of toxins toxins in it if we use it that way if you ferment it first um uh, then uh, like the misos and and those uh, kind of things then it's it's very extremely healthy for you but used very moderately so very very little bits but the problem is is that it's in everything i think is yes. you know in the united states because we don't have stats here in south africa yeah. um they even put soya into their into their tuna yeah, I do. No, there's, like, there's certain brands. It is, it is so prevalent. It's in everything. Yeah, soya, wheat, lactose. It goes into so many things. Yeah, and again, France, Denmark, and Israel, um, they're saying that you shouldn't give soya, any soya products, whether soya milk, what's it, the Infosoya, whatever it's called, you should not be giving it to children under the age of three. Mm. Yeah, very wise. Very because wise. Because of hormonal challenges and things. But that's not really an allergy, is it? Um, well, you know, allergies, sensitivities, I, I work with all of them. If one system is um, reacting in some other way, I, I, I handle it as an allergy. So, of course, extreme allergies, you get anaphylactic shock. That's what one, those are the dangerous allergies. What is, but the, what is anaphylactic shock? That's when your immune system goes into um, um, overreact and shuts down and uh, your nervous system shuts down and you pass out from an allergen and then it's it's yes you can die that happens and you have to go straight to hospital straight to hospital but there are there are other ways if you've had um these acupressure points you can press where you can prevent this anaphylactic, which is actually the way Dr. Nobudishas came, came across it. Yeah. Look, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trust anybody to say, okay, well, you know what, you're in anaphylactic shock. I think I'll do some shiatsu on you. No, no, you need to be uh, with someone or, you know, you need to have come to, uh, to the process with yeah. me to know. I've got a hospital. Yes, no, that's <laughs> the, the first step. That's the first step. But, of course, just on soy, just uh, soy is so un- uh, gen- generally all soy is uh, genetically modified it's very difficult to to find soy that isn't genetically modified yeah. so that's it's the first major be um being that they that that was modified <laughs> but uh, wonderful to know there are technologies that can now turn genetically modified seeds into normal seeds, which is the you, we can get, do that through the Keshe plasma technology, which is a whole no, another field. You put the field in this, this the seeds in special specially treated uh, magnetic water, water that's been set up um, according to the Keshe methods with uh, plasma fields, and you put the genetically modified seeds in it, and then they normalize. Then the irregular aspects. What of about it our also. seed banks? I mean, uh, where is it? Is it in uh, in Greenland or in Antarctica? The sum of yeah, They've under the the, earth, the yes. massive, massive seed bank that yes. they've got seeds which will be always protected. I mean, it's one yeah. of the most protected sites on Earth. Is uh, non genetically modified. I mean, it's this massive. Uh, um, Seed bank. Yes. No. no luckily, th- those things are happening. M- more and more people are yeah. at the organic market in Bryanston. You know, there's you f- you find organic seeds, and people are keeping at that. But of course, yeah, how, you know, like we said, with the pollens that come, and <laughs> yeah, so it's not easy to know how to, how to keep things clean. But at least, I'm, what I'm saying, there's new technologies coming to, that 
can help us clean it out as well. So yeah. there's also counter forces happening. All right, let's talk about some other food allergies. Why do people develop allergies to eggs? Um, how common is that? So that's a protein allergy. Yes, it's fairly common. Generally, when I, when people arrive with me and they've got uh, big swellings, lips are swelling up, throat swelling up, face swelling up, arm, finger, whatever, then generally that that means there's something going on with the amino acid metabolism in their system, and it's a protein allergy. And then if we... Um, often I find uh, if I start treating, des- desensitizing them for eggs allergies and then say for fish or th- those kind of things, the proteins, then that allergic, that um, swelling up reaction goes away. Makes a lot of sense what you say uh-huh. because um, I think it was last year they published a report that Israeli children have the lowest rate of peanut allergies in the world. Because there they've got chips that look like flings. You know the flings chips? Yes. They've got that, only it's made with peanuts. It's called bumba. And because it's soft, they give that to their babies. Yeah, so they get exposed. And they actually get exposed, and then they Mm. they don't. Yes. So do all allergies work like that? Is that if you have a food allergy, you should be exposed to it? Not necessarily. It it can help. You know, what the cause is of allergies, that's that's a whole other thing. We we go into consciousness and um, generally trauma and shock. That's what what seems to to, uh, be the big... Um, instigator of allergens if one has a major trauma in your life then whatever you associate it um, with the trauma around the time that seems to be what can become an allergy and then that is imprinted in your system and then if you have children that very same trauma with a, a um, resultant allergic effect that it had has on your system is carried over to your children and your children then also have those same allergies even though they didn't have the trauma it's um, they they also inherit so it's that. more it's more conscious than it is scientific well nowadays in, there's, there's also scientific consciousness genetic, all yeah. of it you know it's m- moving together yeah, in, is in it moving together? Yeah, there, there, there's, there's big conferences in that line. That's the, you know, the beauty of, of quantum physics, and that, that's, that's helped to, to help merge consciousness and science. Yeah. So that, that is happening. So, and, and it's also wonderful to, to look at the success stories of people. So, like Dr. Nambudripat, who started this uh, Nate um, allergy system. It's called Dr. Nambudripat's allergy elimination technique she was a medical doctor and she also studied acupuncture and her husband as well so her she got anaphylactic shock from her allergens and one day she she'd already studied um acupuncture and gone into it to help to see if that could reduce the allergens anyway she was eating a banana and she'd forgotten you know that she was becoming she was more and more sensitive to banana and that and she passed out she had anaphylactic shock her husband came around and did acupuncture on her while she was holding the banana in her hand and when she came to she realized but i'm not feeling as terrible and as bad as other times when i've had anaphylactic shock and she clicked on it okay if we want to treat an allergen expose yourself to it like you said now that the children with the peanuts Expose yourself to it and work with the acupoints. Tune in with it, in other words. Tune in to see what is going on. Why is the system reacting with it? 
on an emotional level, consciousness level, also physical level. And then they develop the system where one can desensitize for an allergen. Can you use that with all food allergies? I mean, I'm just thinking about this person who I know who's highly, highly allergic to sesame seeds. Yes. Um, you know, the slightest smell of sesame seeds will send her into the clinic. Yes, it, it has varying de- degrees There's of... There's no way that she would respond to acupuncture. Do you know what I mean? She would die before. Yes. No, no. One, one doesn't go... How the system works. She doesn't walk in and then I uh, put sesame in an environment and treat her. It's a whole process of checking the other allergens and we start treating the base allergens like um, the, the protein allergen eggs is number one, then lactose then gluten, then vitamin C vitamin B, all of those are checked the basic building blocks of the body are first put in place to see that that metabolism is happening like it should um, so we also treat, you know, if the metabolism isn't as it e- should uh, happening as it should, then we treat that also as an allergen in a sense, an allergen to uh, vitamin B if your vitamin B absorption isn't right and then we help to normalize that and that's the basis of the, of the system the, the other way I also look at it is if there's uh, microbes in the system you know if the um, person's immune system hasn't been working like it is and if there's parasites in the system um, other microbes fungi uh, candida that kind of thing uh, so the immune system hasn't been clearing that out and if there's too much acid in the system then People can uh, their allergic reaction amplifies. It goes oh, up like elevates. yeah, it amplifies hugely. So first thing, if you're getting a huge swelling up reaction, that kind of thing, alkalize your system, do a parasite cleanse, normalize your diet, leave our junk food. <laughs> that's that's kind of the, 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 the starting point. Yeah, start <laughs> eating salad, eating greens, eating vegetables, and alkalize your system. That's that's my guideline. And then, yeah, come to see me or come to see someone you know in in the holistic field who can I'm help with that. Fascinating. And and also the dilemma with um, cortisone and antihistamines, which is something it's extremely helpful. You know, when someone when your throat swelling, no, up, it's immediate. It's in, immediate, and yeah, it can prevent you from dying. But the, if you prolong, if you keep on taking that, it makes your system more, system more and more acidic, more and more acidic. And then, you know, you're not uh, clearing out the root cause of it, of things. Mm. And then your allergies keep keep on coming back. And the uh, antihistamines, they weaken the liver. So they're only short-term. They're very helpful uh, to, to, you know, if you've got a big allergic reaction. But you've got to do something about it. You can't keep on living like that. Lots of SMSs coming through. If you've got any questions, you're welcome to send them through. 34519. My guest is Willem Smuts. We're talking food allergies. He's a holistic health coach. And uh, it's always nice to hear about, uh, you know, from from our, our medical as well as our allopathic um, is that right? Uh, allopathic as well. Allopathic as well. is, me, me, yeah, is medical, medical, right? Medical, as and well this as is holistic. A holistic alternative. Or, or right. deeper, deeper <laughs> approach, wider approach. Yeah. All right. So, uh, you got any questions? You can uh, send us on WhatsApp zero six two one four eight two three seven four. Alternatively, on SMS three four five one nine. All right. So, Willem Akiva wants to know: Is it likely that he has a food allergy? He gets an itchy throat from kiwi. 
from kiwi fruit. Kiwi fruit. Okay, so here's that's a great question. Yes. How do you know if you have a food sensitivity or food allergy? Um, well, let me answer his question first. Um, so it's most likely that he's a um, O blood type. Um, o blood type people, and there the, the blood type diets are very, very helpful. O blood type people are very sensitive to, to kiwi fruit um, and narches and um, oranges in terms of the fruit. No? Interesting. Yeah. And so these patterns that we can see, A blood type or B blood type, they, you know, they've got different tolerances. And so, um, yes, yeah, so he, it's very likely as a, f- a food allergy. So stay away from kiwi, very definitely. But also you should check out, does the same happen with narches and with, uh, with oranges? And then you'll know, okay, I'm likely to be um, O blood type. But it's also helpful to go, um, go have his blood tested and see which blood type he is if he doesn't know. So so you can actually be sensitive to groups of food. Absolutely. That's what the, the blood so, type so what are the different research groups? has shown. So, so what are the different groups? So the, the, the most common one is O, and those standard allergies are milk and sensitivity to grain, um, so lactose basically, and then sensitivity to, to gluten and the grains in general. So O blood type people should tone down on grains, rice, bread, pizza, pasta. Um, um, o blood type yeah, tends to be uh, peanuts as well. Um, and then like yeah, kiwis, narches, those, those general ones. Those are the, the major one for O. So O blood type is more like the hunter-gatherer kind of. The, the paleo diet is, is probably the best for, for O blood type. So paleo is like the, the Tim Noakes diet. Yeah, one step away. Okay. <laughs> no, no lactose. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. And so, protein, animal protein, but not too much because then you become too acidic. O blood type can become very acidic very easily. So, um, moderate, you know, the size of your hand uh, of of animal protein a day, uh, plus uh, then loads of salad and vegetables. And okay. that one, one, one problematic one there is a potato. Potato can easily be too acidic for people as well. So that's the one vegetable. So if you are blood type. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Are we going to do all the blood types? This we is can, fascinating. Okay, we can quickly go through. Okay. okay then uh, the next most common blood type is A. Yeah. Um, oh, well, it's difficult. A, we know how many, A or B. But A blood type, that's the natural... Uh, so that could be A positive, A negative, and both A. Of them, both of them, okay. yes. So A blood type people would be the, the natural agrarians, the natural people that don't move around too much, whereas the O blood type were, were more moving more around. Active. Yeah, more than, yeah. So A blood type would more easily become um, vegetarian. It's very easy, easy for them to be, to be vegetarian and vegan. And it's, it's generally pretty good for them to be that. Generally, what I find if a blood type, a blood type people a person comes in, and um, if they're eating red meat every day, there tends to be a problem. So, a blood type people are advised red meat once a week, not not really more than that. And their big other big allergen also tends to be lactose. So to stay away from lactose, that's the 
That's one of their big ones. That sounds so easy because so they can eat everything else. and red meat. Yeah, and A-blood type, is can, they can just become vegetarian. I feel so sorry for the O's. I mean, yeah, they're such nice people. I mean, they're <laughs> universal donors <laughs> and everything. Yeah, no, I'm an O-blood type. So that's yeah, why you know it so well. I, I know, I know it well. Sure. I know it inside <laughs> out. Yeah, so that's, that's that. And then the B-blood type people, that's, uh, they have very easily have an allergy to chicken. And often I find a B blood type person coming in. They love chicken, and they eat it nearly every day. And but they've got major health problems. So how go does off the chicken, and then things normalise. How does um, how does a food allergy to something like meat manifest? What does that look like? Because I can't imagine that it's the same sort of reaction that it would be if somebody's having a sensitivity to, you know, like a kiva says a. Um, kiwi fruit or sesame seeds oh, it's not not as direct as that it's kind of something that builds up is it like bloating or would they would they yes, get diarrhea yes it's indigestion, Ge- that's indigestion? It. it's bloating indigestion just a digestion not coming right that kind of thing and then certain metabolic processes not working like they should so so the, the system not working or functioning op- op- optimally okay so that's the basic let's get back to the B type yeah okay I've got a listener here who I don't want to annoy um, okay so you said chicken is often a problem for them chicken and they can actually they're okay with uh, they tend to be okay with lactose but there are exceptions I've had recently seen a couple of B, B blood type people that, that are also sensitive to lactose and milk um, as far as my memory goes that, that's the big one for, for B is, is generally chicken oh and they do better with lamb than with beef um, B blood type people um, okay, B blood type. And then the, the, next, the, the next one is AB. And AB has a very, that's the most recent blood type that has developed. And they have a very specific type of diet, which is in between A blood type and B blood type. But and w- so would they be sensitive to both? What they a, could, what yeah. A's are sensitive yeah. to and B's. Yes, yes. So and in other words, you shouldn't have, let me just think, you shouldn't have red meat more than once a, w- once a week. Yeah. You should stay away from chicken. That's it. Are you going to be okay with milk or not okay with milk? Because A, you say... Generally, they're okay. They're okay with milk. Okay. But A, B may be different. So it's always kind of individual. One needs to test. But it's probably best to look up the diet there for A, B blood types. And, so can, and, and can you just go look at this up online? Um, it was available. I'm not that sure that it is still on, on the De Adamu website. www.deadamu.com. Uh, Com. Um, they may still have it there, or they may say, "No, okay, you need to pay." But else, you can buy the book, and you know, these uh, the, it's available. But if you're, un- but what I'm sure that's a broad guideline. But uh, things aren't done necessarily. That's a generalization. That uh, because of chemical exposure and things, uh, allergies develop. Um, even uh, like I've said, I've seen quite a few B blood type people that do have milk and lactose allergies or, and that also are sometimes sensitive to lamb. So these crossovers happen. So th- it's best to, you know, to have an individual test. And in that sense, I've, I found that the way that I test, I, I use kinesiology or muscle testing 
to test. So, you know, the, your muscle goes strong when something is good for you and it weakens when something isn't good for you. So basically your energy field expands when something's good for you and it contracts in fear when it isn't. And I test in that way. And that I find is it's very sensitive. Whereas sometimes I find the blood tests um, give slightly different results. And I find that the blood tests sometimes they don't focus so much on the main um, food groups. They fo- focus on peripheral uh, peripheral things whereas i find if you folk you know if you're eating milk bread sugar every day and uh, you're sensitive to it not even allergic just sensitive to it it makes a major difference if you leave that out for your health then things improve are you not then making it worse though because now you are decreasing your exposure to it Whereas to treat an allergy, you were saying earlier, you expose yourself to it in a very specific way. Yes. And here you are exposing yourself to it. But now if we take it out of our diet, is that not going to make our allergy towards it worse? The thing is, it's always once things have gone wrong. <laughs> things have gone off balance how to get that balance right the, the best way is, is avoidance is staying away from it first so you know, it's two different things we're talking about we're talking about a baby and introducing foods and then you know getting the system used to it or when there's now this is the system's out of balance there's swelling up there's severe reaction mm-hmm. rash you know, something happened, urticaria, big swellings, bumps on the skin, eczema, uh, those kind of things. Or uh, IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, um, mood. One can, we can get really get uh, quite big mood swings f- uh, from gluten um, intolerance and then constipation. Well, I'm sure because if it's uncomfortable, yes. I'm sure that people are not going to be chirpy all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, but there uh, is caffeine. On the other hand, I can I can perfectly understand if people are very grumpy. Yeah, it, it's cause if they have too, an allergy too, to caffeine. Too much, too much. But you know, there's the, there's the mood effect. You know, the the link between mood and physiology, which has been proven by um, various people, Dr. Bruce Lipton, the biology of belief. You know, making the link between saying your environment, your your a thought environment influences your cells much more than anything else. Hmm. So, absolutely fascinating yes, speaking no, to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you've yeah. got any questions, send them through three four five one nine. That's the SMS line. Oh, my gosh, look at the time. Um, also, you can uh, WhatsApp us on zero six two one four eight two three seven four. My name's Kathy Kayla. My guest expert. In studio this morning with me is a holistic health coach. His name is Willem Smuts, and we're talking food allergies. What are you allergic to? We'll be right back after this. Medical Monday is proudly brought to you with the compliments of Discam. Pharmacists to care. My name's Kathy Kayla. Thank you so much for joining me on this Discam Medical Monday program. We've been talking food allergies and uh, something that's come up during this talk with my guest, uh, Willem Smuts, who's a holistic health coach, is eating for your blood type and, you know, the different blood type groups, um, the A, B, the A, the B, the O, um, and how each group is allergic to specific food or has a sensitivity to certain foods that you should stay with. You're going to have to listen to this whole podcast um, from our website, com if you've missed that. Uh, 
SMS coming through saying, what about effects of wine and alcohol on blood types? That's a great question. Thank you so much. Yes, there is a difference between the blood types. Um, generally, O blood type does better on red wine. And, uh, you actually look like a red wine person. Yes, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, no, like, I'm I love red wine, but without sulfites. What is with the sulfites? Yes, All of a sudden, every second person is allergic, and they have, a, they have something to drink, and their face goes red, and yes. it gets swollen and itchy, and their eyes swell up. Yes, because it's, you know, they use the sulfites in the whole farming pack. But practice. haven't they used that the sulfites before? It is probably because of the whole chemical load in all of our foods that the chemical load has gone just so yeah. high and it's just the extra little another chemical we're taking and there's just too much of it in the wine. Luckily, there are sulfite-free wines, you know. So okay. that that is around. The other way is to put one drop of food-grade hydrogen peroxide in your glass of wine or you can just put, say, three drops in a bottle of wine and that, Dissolves Isn't the sulfur. That's not going to make it taste as disgusting. No, that's no, not, no, not going to. You can try it, but if you, yeah, if you per glass of wine, if you go to three drops, then you'll taste it, and you'll you'll say, oh no, that's ruined the wine. So it must be one drop. One drop of food grade hydrogen peroxide, ten percent solution. Yeah, which you, you get specific products on the market in the health shops. There's one. Yeah, there's various brands that that, that And you can uh, actually for, just yeah, they call them wine the drops or you know, rain drops, or they've got various brand names. You <laughs> drop one drop. Yeah, I carry it, carry it in your bag, and there you go, and you're okay. Okay, there's your answer. Uh, All right. So you said that oh. Is I was better with red and, and the other blood types. I'm, you know, I'm not that. I, I think it A could be okay with white wine. So um, white wine tends to be more acid forming. And because O blood type is more sensitive to acid forming things, that's why it's not that great for them. Some people also, in terms of headaches, migraines, I find uh, white wine can bring on a headache and migraine more easily than red wine. But um, there, you know, people go, go look, look up for yourself. But of course, uh, wine and alcohol, you know, what is it at the base of it? It turns into sugar. So um, these days, there's kind of a, a sugar metabolism epidemic or people um, being pre-diabetic or diabetic. Right, so metabolic syndrome. Metabolic syndrome so, and, and insulin resistance. So that also relates. If too much wine is gonna uh, c- can uh, set one up for diabetes. So it's also it's moderation and to 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 you know to know yourself. And there's various supplements you can take to help you absorb the the glucose that you get from the wine. So uh, chromium is one, or bitter melon, something like that. That would help. But um, if one craves alcohol, or if you crave sugar. Then I think you have bigger problems than th- food allergies. Yes, but generally that, that means it is an allergen, and often even with alcoholism, um, at the base of it lies um, is an allergen to sugar and an allergen to then to, to wine. But then that brings on the craving. But underneath that, of course, it's 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 trauma, as Dr. Gabor Mate in his research has lifted out. The basis of alcoholism is trauma as a child. Such an inter- it's such an interesting uh, thing, a connection between sugar and um, and alcohol. Yes, I'm a teetotaler. I don't drink. This is just to back up exactly what you're saying. Uh, About a year ago, I gave up sugar completely. I did not have nothing. There was nothing. I wouldn't have anything with sugar. I was so strict about it. And I was off for about three months. And during that three months, I've never in my life craved alcohol. 
all of a sudden I wanted alcohol. Mm. It, it was a crazy, crazy thing. And I never thought that it was related. And then I actually spoke to a nutritionist and uh, he said to me, that's what it is. Is that it's because you've given up sugar and your body's looking for other sources. And somehow the body knows where you're going to get sources. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's important to smell your food before you eat it. You know, actually taste your food and let your body tell you what you want to eat. Yes, yes. Now it's become more natural. Feel your food, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. Not just unconsciously, just let it, let it go down. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's that whole uh, awareness thing that we need to get into. It's the whole fast food culture now has taken it, you know. You just put, let uh, every food, everything that we eat, we should... You know, contemplate where does it come from, what was made from how, what what is in it, and feel all of that out. Then, then we'd be a, a lot more healthy if we yeah. could do that. And also, how how food used to be combined. You know, today we've got fusion food. Mm. In the past, when uh, you know, when somebody was making a curry and putting in lots of turmeric, it was for the health benefits that turmeric did. It wasn't. For, it was never for the taste. taste yeah. You know, I think that we need to get back to that. That's right, yeah. And looking at what we are adding and how we are eating and slow food versus fast food. Yes. You know, maybe it's just getting back to that wholesome. But you you said something so so significant that has resonated. That it's not, you know, that we are eating so many chemical compounds in our regular diet. You know, with between genetically modified and mass-produced and uh, pre-harvest, um, pesticided, <laughs> whatever it is, is that our systems are completely overwhelmed. Yes. And so, you know, it just becomes that one thing that breaks, you know, the straw that broke the camel's back. That's it. Just another <laughs> thing. Do we have any statistics as to how many uh, people have food allergies in South Africa? Uh, yeah, no, I, do, I don't have that available. For you, because yeah, I guess it's, it's, it's one needs to see food sensitivities, food allergies. Yeah, that's the thing. Basically, what the picture has changed for me when I started doing this work seventeen years ago, they weren't the allergies weren't such a big deal. But now, as I say, just about you know, okay, I'm an allergy spe- specialist. I don't everyone that walks in come to me knowing they they may be allergies, but. Basically, people come to me for other problems, and generally there are sensitivities or allergies. So, yeah, that's it's just kind of our makeup. But a wonderful thing to know is that it can be overcome. Like uh, David Hawkins did this. That's Um, very important. Yeah, he wrote the book Power Versus Force. He wrote another book also on health. And he was in and out of hospitals up to the age of 60. And, you know, severe autoimmune illnesses, severe things. And then he found the root cause of all of those were allergens. And then he started doing consciousness work. And he went on a a very powerful uh, spiritual journey and was able to to break through in in a big way for himself. Mm. But then he was able to undo the the allergies uh, with mind work, with consciousness work. And he died in... uh, in the mid-80s, something like that, living to that age. But then he, for the last part of his life, he didn't need to go to hospitals because he did what overcome his allergies. Um, uh, David Hawkins. David Hawkins. Okay. Yeah, yeah. What about animals with food allergies? Because that's also on the increase. I mean, you can walk into any veterinary practice and they are dishing out, 
you know, they're dishing out cortisone, antibiotics yes, every right. second week. And if it's not that, then it's special food at 700 rand a packet for, you know, that it, that it's also, it builds your pets immune from the inside. Why are animal um, allergies on the increase? Yeah, it's a, the same story because they, you know, the domesticated animals, they're in our field and they're eating our kind of foods they're exposed to. Our so chem- do you our treat chemical. that as well? Um, from 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 time to time, I've I've helped to advise yeah. with that, but that's not my speciality right right now. But yes, it's it's also their food is also chemical laden and and, and well, it's the same food essentially. Same food essentially, so it's the same problem. So that is that's it's quite sad, yeah. So hard to, to get them to be healthy as well, yeah. Yeah, I got some uh, stats from the United States on on food allergies. Researchers estimate that up to 15 million Americans have uh, food allergies, including 5.9 million children under the age of 18. Mm-hmm. Uh, about 30% of children with food allergies are allergic to more than one food. Wow. Um, apparently, they're also on the rise, these allergies. Uh, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention reports that the prevalence of food allergy in children increases by 50% between 1997 and 2011. Yes, that's huge. Eh? Massive, fifty percent. Yeah, okay, fifty. It's a good yeah. Uh, between nineteen ninety seven and two thousand and eight, the prevalence of peanut or tree nut allergy appears to have more than tripled mm-hmm. in American children. Yes, yeah, so that's you know it it it, under, it it confirms what the homeopaths are saying that people's immune systems are weak are weakening. The, the tolerance is less, but then what this innate system can do and various treatments, it, one can improve. You can improve your resistance. You yeah. can, can change food, that. Can food allergies be outgrown? Yes, that happens often. That happens untreated. Yes, I've, I've, I've you know, all p- people uh, they just naturally they realize oh they're sensitive to this. They have less of it, and then ten years later they're better. So when the mindset changes and they go into different yes then that's they, they can they they grow out of it but then the other on the contrary also what i'm also seeing is people say oh i was allergic to lactose and i had asthma as a child and now they and then it went away and now in their 40s suddenly things are happening with their chest and thing and then i find the same allergen now it's come Incredible. back so that's <laughs> that also happens yeah all right uh look we're out of time can you believe it? Yeah. <laughs> My guest, Willem Smuts. Um, I'll actually post some contact details for you yeah. up on our on our social media. Thank you very, Great. very much for coming in today and for sharing your knowledge. It is so extensive. Maybe we should get you back at some point That'll just to talk thing. about nutrition for the blood types. Yes. Yeah, because uh, I've seen from uh, the SMS line lots of interest in that. Thank you very, very much for coming. And uh, thank you for joining us this hour. If there's anything that you missed, perhaps you're getting the tail end of this talk on allergies that we've been talking about, then get to highfm.com. You'll be able to access um, the podcast over there. My name's Kathy Kayla. God bless. Stay well. I'll see you same time, same place next week. Bye. Medical Monday is proudly brought to you with the compliments of Discam, pharmacist who care.